You're listening to the Mommy Influencer Podcast, where we dive into motherhood social media marketing and hear from inspiring mommy influencers, brands, and industry experts to bring you the inside knowledge, tools, and strategies to grow your influence in business through purposeful online content creation. I'm your host, Christy Keen, and I'm a Navy veteran and registered nurse turned stay-at-home mom turned full-time motherhood influencer on track to be a six-figure earner this year through social media marketing alone. So come in and cozy up, mamas, and get ready to take your influence to the next level. Okay, mamas, today I have a friend on the podcast who is not only a completely joyful ball of bubbly energy, but she is a boss. Amanda Hedgepath runs a full-time photography business and is the founder of the nonprofit Homeless Looks Like. She does this all while juggling a thriving network marketing side hustle and an engaged social media audience. And oh, by the way, she has three young little girls who are just adorable, aka the Mermaid Mafia. And I know for us listeners, that probably sounds like a lot, but Amanda's cup is actually filled by living a really simple life. She actually, in in the last couple of years, picked up her family and moved to the Outer Banks where she just is able to get her creative energy and just live the slow life like a Nicholas Sparks book, how she always puts it, which I love. And she definitely uses lists and productive time management techniques to keep her priorities straight. And I'm really excited for her to share some of these tips with you today. And Amanda, you know I adore you. And me and Amanda went to college together. And she is actually probably the first person I messaged besides my mom and sister with my podcast intro because I feel like I messaged her because I knew she's such a positive light and that she was going to be such a cheerleader and make me feel so good about it because she just has that energy about her and just uh, she's just such a sweet soul. So Amanda, I'm so happy you're on today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. I'm so glad you did this. I told you you have a beautiful podcast voice and it needed to happen. And I'm your cheerleader. So I'm glad you did this. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. I'm actually surprised you haven't beaten me to the punch of a podcast sooner. <laughs> like I have been waiting for your podcast or your book, like one of the two. I know what's going to happen. That's just <laughs> what I am seeing for you. <laughs> but for, for listeners who don't know you like I do, why don't you tell them a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Well, thank you so much for having me again. I really appreciate it. And I feel like you did a really good job of covering the bases when it comes to who I am because, yeah, I I picked up my family and we moved to the Outer Banks of North Carolina when um, our two-year-old at the time, who is now seven, um, looked up in the sky one night after we went to the grocery store and she was like, why don't we have stars here? We don't have stars because we have this orange glow of the city. And she had just learned about space and stars. And my husband and I get in the car in the house that night and we're like, we have to move. Cameron needs stars. We gotta go. <laughs> so that that's really where I like to like, you know, just start the intro of who I am. But honestly, when it comes to like running the businesses and all that stuff, um, I was a rare breed of a woman who said, I wanna start a business. And I want to get pregnant at the same time. I want to start a family and a business. And everyone said, you really shouldn't do that. Your business is your baby. And, you know, you just need to work on that first. And I was like, no, I think I want both. I'm going to have both. And, like, I'm an Enneagram one. You really can't tell me what to do. 
So if you tell me that, I'm probably <laughs> going to do the opposite. So um, I, I did, I started my business and my family at the same time. Um, we have three daughters. We live on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I'm a photographer for weddings, families on vacation, small businesses. Um, our nonprofit is called Homeless Looks Like, like Christy mentioned. And what we do is we tell stories of people who are homeless. Um, and all that came to fruition because my dad was homeless. And if you looked at this man who everybody adores, he's a cheerleader. He is that guy that everyone just loves. You would never have thought that he was homeless and that that would happen to him. Um, and then additionally, I do uh, Young Living oil, essential oils and products and just help people get started with like a little bit of a healthier lifestyle. And um, yeah, I mean, we love it. Our daughters are three, five, and seven. We got married here on the Outer Banks, I think like nine years ago. We always get the date. Oh, yeah, it's nine years. Okay, 2010. <laughs> um, did you guys and- do your vow renewal there too? We did. Well, and you know, do you know why we did a vow renewal? Um, tell me, tell me more. I feel like I can't remember, but I want to know. Okay. So the same little girl who pretty much made us move to the Outer Banks was upset looking at our wedding pictures because she wasn't in them. And I was like, well, Cam, you know, you weren't born yet. And she was like, I need to be at your wedding. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we have another (laughs) wedding because this child wants to be at our wedding. So we had like a five year just for fun down in Buxton on Hatteras Island. And alas, we found out two days before um, that we were having our third girl. We found out our third one on the way was a girl. And so we were celebrating our five year vow renewal on the Outer Ranks with three girls. So it was so much fun. Oh, I love it. It was so much fun. I just remember looking at the pictures and being. Just like I want to do that. I oh, want to. I want to have a fun excuse to get dressed up again and take pictures and have the girls yes. celebrate with you. But it's now fun. you know, little Autumn, who was in your tummy at the time, she's going to be starting to ask, like, "Wait a oh, second, man. why were the big sisters there?" <laughs> I think you're going to have to start planning that 10-year vow renewal here soon. You're right. right. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? They'll get what they want because they're adorable. And I'll say yes. (laughs) Well, I want to invite. I definitely want to invite them. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're so cute. Um, Sorry. I totally interrupted you because I love hearing about just all of the fun things your family does on the Outer Banks. But you can continue to if there's anything else you want to share about you to the listeners. No. I mean, you know, the only other thing I'll say is we – I think that when it comes down to it, we are a family who um, runs ju- – now, I'm really logical. <laughs> I'm really, you know, like list-oriented and all the things. But we run a little bit more on heart than logic, just a little bit. And when we do that and we combine the two, we make really good life decisions. Um, and that's why we live here. And that's why we have, you know, a simple life and a house on the water. And um, we've just always made sure to honor, like – you know, kind of seizing the day, but like logically. <laughs> I love that. Um, and that's kind of what we're known for. But there's a lot of organization that goes behind the scenes to make all this stuff work for sure. I know. I love that. And I love that you can feel that you put your family first and that dream and that vision of what you want your life to look like at the forefront. And it you can feel that purpose in all the content you create and all the businesses that you run. Like that is the first thing I think of when I think of you. So you are definitely nailing that. Oh, thanks. Life comes first. Life has to always come first to run a good business. Amen. Amen. I myself am learning to to definitely balance that. And with this being the Mommy Influencer Podcast, I always like to ask how you started growing a following on social media and how you got your first like five to 10,000 followers. 
That is a great question. Um, and I have thought about this long and hard because I don't remember a defining moment. It was very slow and steady. Um, but here's what I've got for you. Um, we, I, when I was a photographer, well, and when, I am a photographer. When I started becoming a photographer, what I did was I always shared the journey. So there was always a behind the scenes. Here's a picture of me taking pictures. Um, and, and wait till you see the outcome. Look at before and after. I, I was doing like this little by little education and sharing it for free all the time. I wasn't letting people cross boundaries, you know, to the point of like, I'm so burnt out answering every question, but I gave what I could. I made up a lot of free content and shared it. I showed up pretty consistently. And my, I think that the biggest reason, because we, I've never bought a follower a day in my life, everything organic all day long, which is shocking to me that we're at the 14K mark having like just living our life and posting about it. But that's the thing. Like people, people love being along for a ride and journey. And I think that when we moved to the Outer Banks, that's when we had a big boom because people were like, oh my gosh, this is a huge leap of faith. It's a huge leap of faith to leave everything that you know in one place, drive an hour and a half south and change everything for your family. Um, and then our biggest thing that we share in our blogging and inspiring content download that I think you saw in our shop, um, we grew it because what we do is we try to say, okay, we have a problem. How can we fix it? And let's share the journey of that. So doing Dave Ramsey by, by getting our finances together, a weight loss, um, a weight loss journey, um, a simple life journey. How can we get rid of all the clutter? We just share all the things that make our life better. And then we grow because people are on board with it. And it's a real, it's a real average Joe, not an expert. I'm not an expert. I'm just somebody that anybody can relate to sharing these things. And I think that it really resonates with people. Yes. And it's, and it's inspiring. The life you have is something that you mentioned before. It's especially for us outsiders looking in, it does feel like that Nicholas Sparks family oh. and love <laughs> first. And, you know, there's a reason why Nicholas Sparks is a best-selling author. <laughs> you know, yeah. you get pulled into this environment and it's so magical and you want to be a part of it. And the fact that you openly share how the, how you, did the journey, how you got there, the ups, the downs, the realities of it. And it's not just like, oh, we have a million bucks and we just want to pick up and move to the beach. Like, yeah, you're willing to share the sacrifices that everyday moms need to see. Like, oh, she didn't buy a new outfit for, you know, a year. I forget, you didn't buy a new outfit for like a little while. I know you had. Oh, yeah. I remember. I like a a year, unless it was a work-related, like, thing. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, I did it. I did it because that's just what we had to do at the time, and it was fine. And it teaches what well, taught us um, contentment and discipline, which is so hard nowadays. So hard. So hard. It, it really is, especially when on social media we're seeing so many pretty things and everybody in new outfits and on Like to Know It, you know, you feel – I mean, you're triggered. Like I know I myself, I'm triggered to buy, oh my gosh, I love that hat. Like, I know. I let have me to spend, have that hat. yeah, I, I have to have it. <laughs> like we just trick ourselves into thinking this. So I think it's so refreshing that you share you know, a more realistic way for a mom with a family to, to have her dream life. And I know yeah. I myself am inspired by it. I've actually looked into Dave Ramsey because of you and I really okay. need to get on top of that. Like, I think that would be life-changing. So 
we'll definitely have to have a side conversation about that (laughs) coming soon. It's all that stuff too. I think when I share about stuff like that, I'm very type one, very, very type one, very type A. So it's not from a perfection standpoint of like, look how perfect we're doing with our finances. It's like, okay, here's what Dave Ramsey says. Here's how we're going to adapt that. And here's how it's working for us. And just like making things like we're kind of simplify things so that people feel like it is an attainable thing. Like some people, if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not even going to try, but like we just, the way that we've shared, even with photography, I mean, all the things that we've shared for seven years on Instagram, it's just always been like, okay, here's a way that I can do this. I'm not a pro at this. You can do it this way too. Here's a shortcut, just trying to make things easier. So yeah, that's that's what we like to do. We like to simplify any and everything because life is already hard and complicated. So let's make it easy. <laughs> that is so true. And you know the other thing that I love that you touched on about growing your following and just your purpose overall when you share content is that you willingly give free free advice and help others. I think one thing that I'm noticing the more that I interview influencers is that serving others makes them feel good and makes them feel like they have purpose in the space, but it really gets you results because people definitely want to peek into your life, but I think they are craving the um, ability to take something away to to be able to create something similar for themselves. So I love that you are somebody who doesn't tuck that in and hide it and keep it to yourself. You willingly share. And I think that's, that's when people are really growing these days. Yeah. And it builds, it builds trust as well. And, um, you know, people can certainly tuck it away and not share it if they don't want to, but I I feel like it comes back to you tenfold when you give, as long as there are boundaries in place and you're not giving to the point of like, oh my gosh, I'm answering every specific DM to the point where I'm not with my family. Um, then you got a problem. But let's say somebody asks you a question three times. If somebody asks you the same question three times, create a free download or create a blog post or resource and have that ready to go. Here's the link. I've already answered that in this download. You're welcome. Goodbye. You know, I mean, just there's so many ways to fix like having an abundance of questions and all that stuff, but still be able to show up for people. And then from there, you can create things that are profitable. Okay. If you like that download, here's a more detailed one for $12.99. You're welcome. (laughs) I love that. I actually need to figure out, I need to start getting on the freebie, the downloadable, here's the content that you guys are asking for training because I definitely find myself like feeling not balanced because I am trying, I do want to help people, but you know, you start to give and give and give and then you get a little burnt out and then true, you have to make time for your family. And I think that's why probably you're really good with the boundaries and time management but you do a lot of list. So I want you to tell me about the list and how they can help mama influencers and entrepreneurs. Cause I specifically saw you had a blogging game plan list and a creating inspiring content list. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, why have I not downloaded this yet? I feel like this is something <laughs> that I need. That is another thing um, that I would get so many questions about that I was like, okay, we need to make a we need to make something about this because two things were coming up. How do I start a blog? And then how often do I blog and what do I do? And then the second one was, but I don't have anything interesting to say. And that's just not true. Everybody has something to share. 
And what I talked about earlier was like, go on a life bettering journey, like pick something that you want to improve. Okay. I want to get my finances in order. I want to not shop for a month. I want to meal prep anything and share about that because people want to be along for a ride and they love watching progress. So um, we created a blogging download an inspiring content download, and then a joint one that people can get as well. And it just walks people through literally how to buy your URL. And then how often do you want to blog and the format and coming up with um, you know, categories and all that stuff. Um, we are, we are list. Well, we, hold on, let me back up. My husband is not a list freak. Uh, he kind of is now, but he's really tight. We really laid back. Like he's just so laid back. What a beautiful gift to someone who is this severely type A. But, um, those are some of the lists we have in the shop, but our, our love of list started with us getting married having kids, and then not being able to keep up with our household. Like all of a sudden, there's just like, okay, but who's going to do the dishes? Why didn't you take the trash out? Oh my gosh, we have another $40 late fee on this bill. How did that happen? So we started making like life lists that we call life flow list. And um, we have a daily, a weekly, monthly, and it just, I mean, there's just no way I'd have three businesses without some sort of organization on the back end. It's life-saving. Absolutely. Uh, and then what specifically for like a creative do you include in the list? Like I def is it similar to the life flow list and just being able to balance what you're doing at home and what you're doing on the creative side or are they more geared towards content creation or um, maybe how you organize your posts? Um, so for the creative stuff, we've got the blogging and inspiring content one, and that just helps people get started with creating like a blog as a home base or the inspiring content one is also great for social media. How do I come up with topics of things to share about that people will actually engage with? That's a really good one. Um, for, we do also have a workflow for photographers, um, download that's huge and it is down to like your equipment checklist, because I can't tell you how many photographers have been like, I showed up for this wedding. I thought I had everything packed and I left my battery charging at home in the wall, or I left this memory card. I cannot believe I didn't get this memory card. Like, and so we just were like, okay, like we, we've been there. So we've got stuff for photographers organization on the back end. Um, how social media, we've got social media lists, just how to create content and then how often to post, et cetera. It's so multifaceted. Um, but it does help people stay organized because the problem is, I mean, if you want to be a creative, no matter what you're doing, mommy, influencer, photographer, whatever, uh, a nurse who works, um, full time, if you don't have some sort of organization and home for all these things, like you're going to try to memorize it and keeping stuff in your head when you're a mom it's, it doesn't work. It, it disappears. That's what mm -hmm. mommy brain is. And so you've got to have a home for it. And that's all this stuff is just getting, just getting yourself together. Um, because life is chaotic and it's, it's inevitable that you're going to forget stuff. So why not organize what you can? That's what yes. we say. And <laughs> I love what you say about mommy brain because it's so true. And I, I feel like I'm always talking about Jenna Kutcher and her podcast because I just adore oh, her so her. much. But on her most recent episode, she was talking about feeling like you have so many tabs open in your brain. And yes. that is how I constantly <laughs> feel. And I just – with a list, when I'm thinking about it, it seems like it would be good to just like 
check things off so I can close a tab, move on to the next one. Yes. Yeah. Close the tab. Oh yeah. Um, you're so right. You're so right. It's not about perfection. It's actually about saying, I don't feel like having everything memorized anymore. So here's a list of, I mean, our daily life list is it's this simple. It's water the plants because guess what? The plants used to always die. <laughs> and now it says water the plants. And so every morning there's my husband or me watering the plants and they're living. Um, we've got uh, um, give the kids a vitamin because we used to always skip the vitamin. And then why did we even buy them? It's these simple daily things that we have no business trying to memorize while trying to create a podcast or while trying to run a photography business. Um, why not put it on paper and just be able to check it off or put it on your phone or print it out and put it in a page protector and use a dry erase marker and just scratch it out and like take a load off because there's, you know, it's just, it's too much. Like then the more kids you add, you've got a third on the mm-hmm. way, you know, you know it sister. Oh, yeah. Like, and I've got three and the more you add, the crazier it gets. So why not have like a home base? And it's, it's truly not about perfection. It's about giving yourself a break. And, and it has been amazing for our family. I love that. It takes so much pressure off. And so where do you put your list? Do yes. you Are you somebody who has a paper list somewhere like on your fridge or do you have a dry erase board or do you use an app? We have um, – so in the download that we have on our shop, we've got an option that shows people how to do it in Trello. I, you know about Trello, yes, don't you? Yes, I, I downloaded Trello, and I so eagerly want to be a Trello person. <laughs> I think there's Trello or Asana that people talk about, and mm-hmm. I just – I haven't mastered it yet. I haven't – it hasn't become in my routine yet. Yeah, that, and, and you just nailed it. It has to be part of routine, Um, and I – I'm actually cleaning mine up right now because it got a little cray cray. But um, I have at the at the front. We have a really small house, but it is simplified, decluttered, clean. And there's a table up front next to our shoes that has like you know library books that have to go back and you know. Oh, sorry about that. That's my no worries. I'll edit it out. Um, Sorry. Um, we've got a table up front that's blue and it is nice and clean, always wiped down. And it's actually like our home base where we keep our life flow list and we always keep them there um, ready to go, printed out with a pen. And they've got the same things, you know, day in and out. Like it's got the vitamin, it's got water plants, it's got et cetera, you know, put lavender in the diffuser for bedtime. But it also has these blanks on it where we're just like, okay, there's a doctor's appointment. Okay, we need to go to the post office. Um, and we walk by it. It's in a high traffic area. You cannot walk to the front door and pretend you didn't see it because <laughs> it's right there. Um, so it's just a smart place. But I think the the key to like paying attention to it is having it on a clean counter or space and not letting it blend into any messy background. Like it's got to stand out. That is a good point because where we keep our papers right now, it's where we keep all papers. And it's, I mean, I need to Marie Kondo this area of my counter, but it's just like a little <laughs> counter space, which is like I love that a million bills and a million pieces of paper. So I'm already imagining if I printed out one of these life flow lists and put it there, it would just get totally mixed up in all of the clutter 
I know. That's right. You're right. And and it's like when someone buys a planner and they're like, this planner is going to change my life, but like their planner is in a pile of messy stuff. So they don't see it. Uh, you're right. It does. It has to, there has to be a, a shift before the use of the list or the creation. There has to be some sort of a mindset shift and, um, you know, like just a decluttering or something. My friend has a um, housekeeper coming to her house next week and she was like, I'm so excited. But um, I feel like they're just going to move the clutter to the side. And I was like, you need to declutter this weekend so you can appreciate mm-hmm. that housekeeping. And she was like, you're right. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's, it's so true. Thing. I actually just had um, somebody come to the house yesterday to spritz it up for summertime. But they didn't They didn't yes. declutter it. I love it. <laughs> so I like – so then I, I was right. like, you know what? I, I can't even appreciate that this space is probably clean because this lady had to just clean around this clutter I and I should have taken care of it. That's such a good point. That's okay. You That's know such for a next good time. Point. Now you know. And it's we fine. just did a mudroom. So I'm going to make a little – a little space. Oh, it's beautiful. So maybe that's where I'll think about list. Yes. I love it. I, it your mudroom looks so good. I love Thank that. You. You know, there's just something about decluttering, whether it's, you know, a specific room in your house. Like that is the first room in your house that in our house that we walked into. And it was just, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, just things everywhere. Instant anxiety. As soon as I walked into my house, there was no, Instant yeah, there was anxiety. no motivation yeah. for me to like I don't know. It just, yeah. Yeah. So now that I walk in, I'm like, oh my gosh, this space is so homey and clean. It makes me want to come in and like, I'm inspired to do the rest of my house. So yeah, it's, oh, it's such a game changer. Getting rid of stuff and just simplifying and like truly only having what you love and need is the, yeah, we wouldn't have been able to move here if we had a ton of stuff because we moved into a tiny, tiny condo. We just did, we literally had to just sell a bunch of stuff and it just makes you feel better. I don't think people realize how much physical space has an effect on their emotional health. It's it's there's a direct It's so tie-in. true. It's crazy the mindset shift that it has. And it's almost like you have to declutter your brain too. Like we were saying like closing out the tabs. Yeah. It's like <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like the clutter is just one other tab. The clutter in the house is just one other tab and the clutter in my brain. It's yeah. Like a lot of tabs. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so I know true. for me um one thing too that's an open tab for is time management and just I me and you are very similar in that I'm definitely not a type 1 or a one on the Enneagram. I love, <laughs> I actually looked up my Enneagram number after you and a few other what people. I'm a three, which I definitely like, I'm a three yeah. through and through. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I have a lot of three friends because we're so yeah, much alike. I, I see so many similarities and parallels in some of them, but I'm definitely not organized. I'm not type A. Like I, you would have such a hard time living with me. We could never be roommates. You would, oh, you would hate being my roommate. <laughs> I already know that. I know, but you, I would enjoy being your once a month come through and like, what do you want me to organize? Oh my gosh, can we do that? <laughs> can we start that? I want to do Girls can so play. Bad. I need to be a Marie yes. kind of consultant. I know she's got consultants. I would be a pro. Like, I don't think they would even make me take the class. I, I would just pass. I think you should. Sure. That would be totally <laughs> right in your space. I love it. And so one thing that you do that I'm always really inspired by and I want you to talk more about is you have a really strict morning routine, I feel like. And I want to hear about that and how like that helps you balance time as a creative and as a mom. Thank you for asking. Um, I am a rare breed, but I will say (sighs) – like like I've said before, this is not this is not about perfection. I think when some people hear this, they're like, "Well, that's what a perfectionist does." 
It's actually what a mom of three kids with three businesses has to do. Um, I get up every morning between 4.30 and 5 um, because I... I do not have daycare and I have actually, I have always had a child with me for the past almost eight years, always in my care during the day. Um, it, it was a very, very, very rare occasion that I had a babysitter or someone to help. Uh, very rare, like not even virtually not even noteworthy for me to mention. Cause I don't even know how many times it was so rare. So I, I had to learn how to work with a baby and then two babies, and then three little ones in the house. Um, and, you know, then one goes to school, the other one goes to school. I still have a little one at home. She starts school this fall for the first time in eight years. I'm going to have three hours, four times a week to myself. I don't even know that what to amazing. do. Uh, but I have a feeling. I have a, I've been training for this marathon. I have a feeling I'm going to crush it like a boss because I know that I have to get up early in the morning. Um if I want, if I want to treat my clients right, and if I want to stay on top of things and just feel like I can truly honor putting life first, I have to show up for my business, even if it means five in the morning. Um, so granted, we don't have children that, you know, are, are newborns anymore that wake up in the middle of the night. So I am able to do that. But um, a good example is yesterday, I shot a session, a family session in Kitty Hawk at uh, around seven o'clock. And I have already edited, I have cold edited and uploaded that entire gallery. And it is, I, I did that before. That is crazy. That is amazing. Um, <laughs> I had, it's crazy. It's not, now this is not very typical for me. Um, but this year it has been because I just was like, enough is enough. I mean, if I have to get up early to get a head start before, you know, the craziness of needing to do all the things for the kids, then that's what I need to do. And I was shocked that I felt a million times better getting up early and having that weight off my shoulders because if you're a photographer or you're somebody who has to deliver something to a client, my friend calls it the grim reaper. It's just sitting mm -hmm. over your shoulder. You need to edit. Why are you eating breakfast? Your clients are waiting. Like it's this like thing that haunts you through your day and through your weeks, the longer it goes. So anyway, I, I ended up starting a morning routine. I do get up super early. Um, emails come first as many as I can get done. And then I just get done whatever needs to get done and rotate on all three businesses and make sure people are taken care of. But it's, it is a game changer to get up early. Even if you just start with like, I'm going to try 30 minutes earlier. Let me get up before my kids. If I can. And what time do your kids it's, get it's up? It's a game changer. If, if you're able. Well, Cameron, my other type A, gosh, she's like my twin. Um, she was getting up at five 30 and I was like, you need to go back to bed. This is not okay. <laughs> um, they're you, they're all getting up at about like six o'clock, six thirty now. So, which is not bad. That means I get an hour and a half hour to myself, and in that time, you can get so much done. It's it unreal. is true, and even just the, now, this doesn't happen in my household very often because I do not have a morning routine. It is again one of those things I want to start doing. Um, but the, now that I have a little bit of pregnancy insomnia, I am accidentally waking up a little bit oh. early and the other morning I had oh, my coffee yeah. and was checking my emails in silence before the girls got up and I was like this feels good like I know that extra couple of hours of sleep feels good but then it's you know I'm being woken up by a toddler and I'm immediately jumping into her breakfast and her needs and then it's her sister's awake and I'm doing that and then by the time I can sit down and get something done if there's a time that I can sit down and get something done, it's, yeah. it's not coming at a time that I'm <laughs> controlling. So 
Yeah, I, I could see the beauty in having a morning routine. I don't know if I could do 4.30 now. You are you <laughs> are a beast. A beast. <laughs> you, you really are. That is amazing. <laughs> and do you do this seven days a week? No, I, that's what I was going to tell you when you said – because I know you're type three. Um, you know, for you just to say this is my Monday-Tuesday routine would be huge. Like that would be huge for you. And I guarantee it would shock you how much you stay on top of things just picking like two days a week. Um, I do this Monday through Thursday, and then Friday, sometimes, I treat myself to sleep until 5.30. Ooh, <laughs> vacation. Then, I know, right? <laughs> I'm a rebel. Um, but then on the weekends, I'll, quote unquote, sleep in, but because I get up so early during the week, my sleep in, I'm still getting up early. I mean, it's like 6, 6.30 maybe. Um, so it ends up, so you end up just like naturally having more of your day and then you get that quiet time because the kids are sleeping in. Oh, it's, so, it's, it is a gift. And I love my girls. Everyone will tell you, oh, I'm yeah. Obsessed. Oh, yeah. but that quiet time. Oh is yeah. Priceless. You can, I mean, your family can always come first, but you still have to have me time and a little quiet time and nobody can, nobody can juggle it all with the chaos of three kids running around them like all the time. So I, I definitely, oh, yeah love the idea of the morning routine. And I love, I never thought about like, for some reason, when you hear morning routine, you think there's a morning seven days a week. So you like, yeah, that has to be like your everyday yeah, routine, small. but you're right. I could just do, cause me and my husband sort of rotate when we wake up with the girls, we try to give each other a break. So just on my mornings that I know I have to get out with them anyhow, maybe I'll try that and I'll, and I'll let you and, and the listeners know how it goes. <laughs> I'm going to commit to it. I don't know when I'm going to commit to it. Not this week. (laughs) (laughs) Not this week. Maybe next. But you're pregnant also. I mean, I would take it easy and just like you do you do things on your own terms and time. It is true. It's like I have to remember I'm not going to be getting a lot of sleep coming here soon. Yeah, for the best reason. I'm so, so excited (laughs) about it. So So another thing that you do that I would love for the listeners to hear more about and that I think a lot of people would be afraid to do in this space is you take Instagram breaks. And that to me is, it's it's refreshing. Like it sounds so good. I think I did a weekend one time and I was, I should not have been as proud of myself as I was. <laughs> but it was like everything in my power to stay off of checking, like not even just not posting, just not going on and checking and seeing what everyone else around you is doing. It's hard. So I, right? Yeah, it's, like it's nature. it honestly is truly an addiction. And I just, I would love to hear more about yeah. your Instagram breaks and how you use them, how long they are. So, um, the year before last, I was just, I just honestly, I think it was like being in my DMs all the time and answering so many questions. And, you know, I'm good on giving the free content, but sometimes it it got to be a little much. And I was like, all right, if I'm to the point of like not being able to hang out with my family because I'm answering this many DMs, I, I probably need to give myself a break. But as, as an entrepreneur, I need to be clear, hi, I am taking a break. I will not be here. Um, I need to put that on my profile. I need to make a um, an Instagram story about it so people are aware and just also leading by example. I cannot talk about leading a simple life and being present with my kids and unplugging and all that stuff if I'm not doing it. I can't. Like, I just can't. It doesn't work. Um, and so for the first time in seven years, I took more than a week off social media. I actually took three weeks off in January 2018. And the best way I can describe it is that time made sense. T- time 
moved at a pace that actually made sense. I would look at the clock and not go, where did the day go? I'd be like, oh, wow, it's still early. Because checking your phone over and over, you just do not realize, but it actually takes chunks out of your day. And when time made sense in a day, it was a really different feeling. And then I fell in love with that. And then I was like, am I ever coming back to social media? I don't know. I don't know. Um, But then I did. And I was refreshed after three weeks. It felt like three months. So then last July, I took another three weeks off. And then this past January, I took a month off. And I will say it was a little much because I was trying to start my third business at the time. Um, But it was good. And And I do these because it gives me a break from being so available and accessible to so many people. Because that gets hard. It gets really hard. And and people really do respect it. And they know that I'm gone because I've already given them that information. Hi, I will not be here from this date to this date. Um, and it works. It's just worked out so well. And yeah, your, engage, your engagement might drop. I don't care. I like my life more than my engagement. So and I like time making sense more. And it's been wonderful. So my engagement went down and then it skyrocketed back up after like a week. So it was fine, you know, but it's one of my most favorite things to do. I'm already planning July's because I'm doing one per quarter this time, like two, three weeks. That's amazing. Quarter. And I'm sure your girls notice too. Like, do they say anything where they can tell that mommy's a little more present and not on her phone as much? Yes. Yes. Because they always say mommy works from her phone. She works from her phone. Um, and so what I do, because they're sassy little chicken nuggets, I tell them, all right, you, if you see mommy pick up her phone, you, you need to say something to me. Say, get off your phone, mommy. And they'll call me out. So they notice because I basically stop picking up my phone unless it's to like vox my friends um, or message my friends or something. So it's really nice. We we all enjoy it so much. I more. love that. Yeah. My, my little, my oldest, I should say, at night, she'll turn my phone over and she'll be like, keep your phone turned upside down, mommy. And I'm like, oh, oh <laughs> like, it's like, it's brings <laughs> your kids can bring such an awareness to how much time we're, mm-hmm. you know, spending on our phones and consuming just random stuff for hours throughout the day. It does add up. And I love I love that you said your engagement just hopped back up after, you know, you bounce back. It, it's fine. It, it only yeah. took a week. It's fine. It, it only it literally only takes a week. And here's the other thing to consider. If you are never taking a break, you're continually coming up with content. And that's when people start putting out crappy content because they're just putting stuff up just to put stuff up. And when we take a break and I have three weeks of pictures I've taken, I've got like this bank. And I, I, I think this is something that we talked about, but with Instagram and planning out content, I love Planoly. I always use Planoly. I don't, I don't do the auto post feature because I like to post, I like to have control of when Same. it comes. I, mean, <laughs> I like to have control. Um, and, and you don't want it to post with like a typo or, or just like half written caption. So I use Planoly and like, taking these breaks gives me gives me an opportunity to create this bank of beautiful pictures, worthy content, worth my time, worth other people's time. And it's just, it's such a nice little refresh. I love that. That's so, it's now I want to be a cheerleader for an IG break. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's good. One you know, you get a break like and a then month. you're able to, you know, also batch content so that you're able to spend even more time with your family. And that's one of the big takeaways when I do these interviews I want moms to get is how they can manage their times to to show up first as a mom and show up first for your family and still be able to, yeah. to be you and have that other creative outlet. But 
I, I think that's such a great tip. Thanks. I love it. I love and tell me stuff. just real quick a little bit more about how what homeless looks like is and how that's doing because I I just love your heart. Like I never know what is bigger, like your talent or your heart. Like you just keep having so much more to give and to share. And I love that you have um, used your platform and your talents to create this beautiful story and purpose to help the homeless. And I know you said your dad is the big inspiration for that, but what does homeless look like doing now? And um, just what's the updates with it? Well, just so you know, I think of when I think about people using their platform for good stuff, I, I always think about you. Do you remember when you po- when you first posted about Charlie and you were like, we just found out that she's deaf. And I, do you remember I, do. I messaged you and I said, I don't know what it is. I said it. I said, I have a feeling that you're going to do something really big and really good with this. It's going to affect a lot of people. I've, I'll I never think, forget. I just had this. Really I think back to feeling. that message from you all the time. I loved, I had this, I was like, oh my God, I never tell people what to do or what they're going to do because I hate when people do that to me, but I'm telling you, I know something good's going to come, like something really bigger than you and you did, you've done that. And I really appreciate people that have big platforms who are using it for something else. I, I just kind of got sick of being like, I mean, yes, we're talking about Dave Ramsey. Yes, we're doing all this stuff, whatever. And we are helping people, but I you know, 14K, it might not be that much to some people, but the people who are there are very much our cheerleaders and they really support us and they really stick around and they're there for us. So I just decided I need to do something bigger than me um, that's going to help people who have absolutely no voice, the very opposite of what it might look like um, to to somebody um, lifestyle-wise, somebody who literally doesn't have a voice, who literally is invisible to others. So with homeless looks like the general, the general idea is that we just don't know. First of all, there's a lot of vets. There's a lot of vets who cannot get their benefits. There are people, it's not just addicts. It's not just people with poor life decisions. It's people who don't have a safety net. I mean, there's people who have been in the foster care system who've escaped abuse, um, sex trafficking, all kinds of people end up homeless and we don't know, but yet we all judge, you know, why don't they just get a job? Why don't they just do this? When you start talking to these people, you find out that guy has a degree to be an actual rocket scientist, but he was so poor from taking his college classes, he has nowhere to live. And that's a vet who, whose social security number got turned around on his stuff and can't get their benefits. It's just so important that we all hear our stories because I'm sure, I'm sure you know, and I think I've seen it in your comments sometimes, what it's like for someone to make an assumption about you and judge based on what they see. And it goes both ways, judging you based on, wow, well, look at her, what kind of problems she could, could she have, whatever. And then looking at a homeless person, well, that's their fault. There is so much more below the surface. And if, if no one's going to tell the stories of these people, I am. So that's kind of what we're doing with it. We do outreach, we hand them donuts and pizza and food and t-shirts and just make them feel like they're loved. And because they don't. Oh, I love that, Amanda. And I, and I love that you get your girls involved, like just the things. And even when you got your girls involved to do sign language with my girls and just getting them involved in homeless looks like it's, (laughs) you're just sending such a message and sending such an example for them. And I'm, I'm only imagining the things they're going to do like in their lifetime because of the example you've set for them. And 
I'm just really proud of you and everything you're doing. So I like to end all my podcasts with a rapid fire series of questions. And you might have kind of touched on some of these with some of your um, responses to my previous questions, but we'll go over them anyhow. My first question and my favorite question is, what do you influence that you are most proud of? Oh, man. Okay, I have to narrow this down. Let me pick one. Should I pick two? Okay. Um, okay. Okay. If I if I had to truly pick one, um, it would be probably the simple life stuff because um, the because it all ties back to all the other things that I am proud of influencing, like you know financial stability and all the things. Um, the simple life stuff is most important to me because we really do get consumed nowadays with thinking like stuff makes us happy, and it's so dangerous to so many people. Um, and it's hurting a lot of families and it's hurting a lot of people. Um, so I think just living a simple life, knowing that you don't have to own a lot or have a lot to be happy. Um, and that it's okay. It's okay just to not have like all the shiny things and go out and buy it immediately. I would say the simple I, life stuff for sure. Cause that's I like that. Tie I agree. Everything I else. think it all sort of ties together, but I, when I, yeah. when I think of you and your page, I definitely, that's the first thing that sticks out and what I've always like felt inspired to to do a little bit more of after I leave your picks. So I love them. I love that. And then how much time <laughs> do you dedicate to social media? I know you have a, you, you know, your hand in a lot of different pots, but specifically to social media, how much time do you dedicate it? And what's your biggest time management tip? Um, my, I would say now I wonder how many hours I spend, <laughs> but I, instead I'm going to give a quick, easy format. Um, what I do is once a month, I sit down with my Planly and I spend about an hour dragging and dropping pictures to what day I want to post them because um, I build up an image bank and then I kind of decide what I want to share. Bare minimum, I want to share three a week from this account, three a week from you know the nonprofit account, et cetera. And then if I want to add more, I'll add more, like as we have experiences on the weekends and stuff. Um, but I use Planly and I try to make sure that I am just giving that one hour in the beginning of the month to have a general idea of how many times I want to post and pre-writing the captions um, because that saves a lot of time. Doing the captions on the spot takes me a long time. Coming up with a post on the spot that day takes me a long time. I love to be able to use Planly and type that caption on the computer and yes, save time for I, sure. I have the same best time management advice, which is Planly. I use it every day and just... I don't know. It just takes the pressure off. It is. It's simple and clean. And then what about like scrolling? Do you scroll your social media or focus on like, you know, some people say you have to engage this much to keep your engagement up and grow or what's your philosophy there? Mm -hmm. Um, I will usually spend one day a week, usually in the beginning of the week, kind of just like looking at what people are doing um, and scrolling through a little bit and just kind of catching up from the weekend and just seeing who I can talk to and just double tap and show – you know, show support for them. But the rest of the week, I'm not really scrolling. It's just like if the first picture pops up and I like it when I go to check my notifications, I'm like, oh, that's great. Okay, that's lovely. And maybe I'll comment. Um, But I try to keep like that engagement stuff on like Mondays if I can with the scrolling because I don't want to scroll every day. It will take up so much of my time. It is a a time suck for sure. But yeah. So, and then is there a mistake or something you would go back and change in the social media space if you could? Um, I think <laughs> I just talked about this yesterday. Gosh, I'm a pistol. Um, I 
would not apologize for how much I post and when I post because I don't believe in spamming on your own account because I, and I think this comes from watching um, people lose loved ones and then go back to their social media and be like, oh, I, you know, I go to their social media page when I miss them. Um, I'm not going to apologize for what I post, how often I post, how many I post, when I post, nothing. Um, this ultimately, I think we all know this nowadays, this is kind of like the legacy we're leaving behind. So last weekend I posted three pictures of our family at the beach, literally within minutes of each other. And I oh was my like, gosh, you broke so many <laughs> Instagram rules. So the world is going to end. <laughs> I did. I <laughs> know people are like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then I looked at my, um, you know, the engagement and the likes and it was, it was out of this world. I would like compared to what it normally is. And I was like, oh, see, I'm, if, as long as I honor myself and my family and kind of just do the things I want to do, it always ends up panning out for us on social media. We're fine with right. it. So it, I would not apologize. That would be I what I would that. take back. I love that. <laughs> and you know what? If those pictures didn't get the same likes and engagement and you were happy posting them and putting that in your time bot, that, well, that would be all that matters. Like, it, you know, we just are so yes. consumed with the numbers and – yeah, you, mm-hmm. you do. You do start to apologize. I actually backed off on my stories a lot and I was watching your story about not apologizing. And I was like, you know what? She's right. I should just show up. Like I'll delete, I'll start to do a story and then I'll be like, oh no, that's silly. Oh my gosh. I love it. I know. I was, I was a little pistol yesterday. I was like, oh, I'm living my actual life. Thank yeah. you. Goodbye. No, so true. And that always comes first, like real life, mom life, all that. Your yeah. voice. Like, I don't want to apologize anymore. And if somebody doesn't like it, there's an unfollow button. That's the beauty of it. There. There you and go. And then um, what is your biggest advice for someone starting from zero? That's a really good question. Um, I think a lot of people will say, you know, you, you need to engage heavily and go and like and unlike. And there's all these like tactics. I just feel like literally just show up post what you want, take somebody on a journey, on a journey of yours that has a little bit of vulnerability there. So people get to see a true side of you and you don't have to give everything, but you know, you also don't want to sugarcoat everything. Um, so take them on a journey, um, go like the people who inspire you and engage with that community because those are going to be your people. Um, and just be genuine and don't expect stuff back from people. Cause I think entitlement is the thing that is, um, is getting people down when mm-hmm. it comes to building a following. But I'm doing all the right things, but I deserve – but I went and I uh, liked it and liked this page, and I went and commented on her stuff, but nobody owes anybody anything. And I think as quick as you adapt that mentality and you just show up like, hey, it's all right. I'm here. If you like it, that's fine. If not, that's fine too. Like, And just have like a humble mentality. I feel like you'll grow faster because I certainly never expected anything from anyone. I'm shocked we grew the way that we did. Amen. I love everything you said there because when I think of who I follow and why, it's just because they are so 100% themselves and and I want to know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Without apology. when When you start to try to please other people or try to do things just for the like or for the follow, it it just yeah, you, you can it. smell it from a mile you, you away. You cannot it's, hide it. Yeah, so I love mm-hmm. that answer. I think that was perfect. And then Thanks. people always want to know about gear. So just real quick, just touch on oh. what camera you use or if you use your iPhone, any editing equipment or apps or just any app you can't live without that makes your life in this space easier. Um, 
Planly is my favorite app. Lightroom is my favorite editing app on the phone and on the computer. I've used Lightroom um, from day one with photography and I don't even have any, well, I've created my own presets based on like how I shoot, what the light normally looks like. I'm normally shooting on the beach. So I have this perfect natural reflector of sand coming back at my clients. Um, so I've created my own presets based on that in my Lightroom. Cause if you edit a certain way and you love it, you can click save preset and create your own. I know some people don't know about that. Um, and I have a Mark three, I have a Canon Mark three, which apparently has gone down significantly in price since I got yeah. it. So enjoy that. Um, I love Canon, Canon everything, Canon lenses. Um, and if you're just starting out, I think it's so awesome to get a Canon Mark III and get like a 51.2. That's expensive though. So if you don't have that, try a 51.4. Um, that's a fixed focal length lens, so you can't zoom it, but it's beautiful. And it's like it's like $3.99 and it does the work of a thousand dollar lens. It's a great one. So that's what I would recommend. I love, I love yes, my gear you, so much. I actually think when I started getting into photography, you had a blog post back in, yeah, okay. I do. I, I'm kind of, right. I'm, I'm going back <laughs> to like, oh, when I first got my, I think I bought a nifty 50 lens and a Canon and yes. it was because I read, I, your blog post was one of the ones that I read that gave that advice. So that was really super, super helpful. And I think you wrote that years ago, but Yay. yeah, thank you for that. I did. Yeah, it's and it's there. true, like a good <laughs> lens. It doesn't even if you did a fifty on, you know, one of the cheaper Canon um, Rebel cameras. Just the lens alone, yes, just gives you a You're new right. appreciation mm -hmm. for photography and what you can do. Just getting to know manual settings. Just take a day, a morning to just enjoy oh, that. Yeah. And yes, I I love that. You're so right. And a Canon Rebel has come a long way. You're right. So like even the even the bodies, the camera bodies that are um, cheaper and they're like more beginner stuff like Canon Rebel, they've mm -hmm. come so far that, I mean, that's what I started my business on. So you have to start somewhere and then you can use that as your backup plan yeah, if you ever upgrade. That's a great point. I love that. And where can listeners find you? Okay. So I'm on Facebook at um, facebook.com slash Amanda Hedgepeth OBX. Amanda Hedgepeth OBX is also my main Instagram handle. That is our main account with like family and photography and all the things. Um, we also have homeless looks like as well on Instagram. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm in my DMs pretty often. So if you need something, please DM me and ask. Um, Life Lilis, Dave Ramsey, whatever it is, I tend to send voice messages back, as Christy knows, because they're so much quicker it. for me. I love I it. I've started doing it as well. I'm not a, on a computer. <laughs> it's just, it is a gift. If you're in your DMs a lot, it's a gift. Um, it's not only a personal way to answer, um, but it's efficient. And I need efficiency because I have literally a million jobs and a million children. <laughs> so I have to do what I have to do. But that's where I'm normally hanging out. And then you can always email me, Amanda at Amanda Hedgepeth. But don't send you well. Facebook messages. Yeah, I just, I remember, no, just I just remember you saying that like a while back. I remember all these. Oh, Lord. Because <laughs> they get lost. It's an abyss. It's an abyss of like a thousand messages I, that will never I be read. Feel that. But I feel It's okay. Feel that. Well, and I will That's include so in the funny. show notes where everybody can come find you and also a link to those lists because I myself, I need to get on this life flow list and, and get on it. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a coupon code too. If people use Christy, they can get 20% off. Oh my gosh. That is so sweet. Shop. That's amazing. Thank you. I will include that coupon code with the links. And Amanda, thank you so much for coming on today. I know that you were able to get a sitter to be on and being a mom in this space Miracle. is like, there's so many other things to <laughs> juggle and work out to make a conversation like this happen. And I just appreciate you so much. I love everything that you're doing. You inspire me every day. Your little girls inspire me every day. And I just want them around my little girls because they're just, Aww, they're just so sweet. They love so you. I definitely want to want to chat in person soon and just appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. You're such a joy. We love you. You know my girls love you. It gets a little intense. There's a lot of snuggles. <laughs> um, thank you. I really appreciate it. If you ever need anything, you know where thank to find me, Thank you so pal. much, Amanda. You guys, isn't Amanda just the sweetest? I feel like you just hear her voice and it makes you smile. And I'm so happy she was able to come onto the podcast today. And I hope her tips helped you guys to be able to manage your time a little bit better and be more productive. And I will keep you updated if I start that morning routine. I can tell you since I recorded the podcast with her last week, it has not started yet, but I fully intend to make that a habit after this baby gets here. If you like today's podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. As you know, me and my family really, really appreciate it. And don't forget to head over to the Mommy Influencer Podcast Facebook group so that we can continue the conversation further. I want to know what your time management hacks are, what you're using to create your list, anything that we can dive into further from today's podcast. Let's talk about it. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys.